This is a previously recorded episode. You're listening to The Nooner Show with Jackie and Denise. Tell me you love me. I need a good laugh. I'm holy water. You need a good bath. Whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? I've got a new friend. A perfect stranger. He's got a bullet with your name in the chamber. I'll body organ. Rearranger. You feel my day. Nooner time. Welcome to the Nooner Show with Jay Dubs and Denise Brennan Nelson. We're broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Rock and Royal Oak, Michigan. You can find us at podcastdetroit.com. It's Nooner time. Somebody bring me a mirror. Yeah, I know. Speaking of that, what'd you do over the weekend? Yeah. yeah. I can hardly remember what I did this morning. Um, what, uh, last weekend? what I do last weekend? Yeah, what'd you do last weekend? <laughs> You're putting me on I the haven't spot. talked to I you. went to a football game Friday It's night. not a difficult question. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. You don't have to look at your notes. <laughs> oh, you went shoot. to a football game? Went to a football game Friday night. My nephew's quarterbacking for the Howell Highlanders. Oh, and, okay. uh, you know what? I know you're not as into sports as I am. Of course, it probably when when your kids were in sports, you might have enjoyed it a little bit more. But no, they were terrible. <laughs> My kids should have never singing, been in sports. Your kids seriously. were singing the national anthem before yeah, the games, well. probably. But uh, my nephew uh, mm-hmm. is playing. It's his last year. He's a senior. So, um, you know, go That's and hang neat. out, do a little tailgating and... Um, tailgating at the high school? Well, you know, just oh, yeah, food and, do that. and yeah. water and soda yeah. pop. Okay. Yeah, right. Denise. <laughs> and some well-disguised beer <laughs> in a <flask>. coffee mug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was fun. And then uh, we did a little Good. bike riding on Sunday. Um, cool. Yeah. I mean, what just Good. gorgeous weather. I know it's getting yeah. rainy now. But oh, I know. Last weekend was beautiful weather. To be honest, I can't remember what I did Saturday. Oh. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Well, I what are you know. doing this weekend? Well, this weekend, I'm really excited. My sister Paula's coming in from out of town. Oh, she um, is? From North Carolina, picking her up at the airport on Friday, and we're going oh, to go to a football cool. game. And then Saturday, we're heading up north, and we're going to Mackinac Island um, Sunday and Monday. And Fun. My dad and my brother Martin are going to join what us. Is it? This is like a family trip that you're... Does your dad do this every year? He loves Mackinac Island, and they were offering this great special at the Grand Hotel. Oh, wow. And so you spend the night, you get uh, the dinner and the breakfast and uh, nine holes of golf. Is it? Is it the sibling? Just like just your spouses the, aren't going, No, right? just... Um, okay. Just... My, Paul oh, and Martin, fun. my brother. It'll, it should be fun, yeah. Oh, we'll, yeah. We'll rent bikes and um, nice. hopefully, you know. We're, have you ever it, we're stayed staying there? at the Grand Hotel. I have never stayed at the Grand Hotel. I have stayed on the island before. Yeah. But yeah. never at, at the Grand. I've oh, been up man, there. That's going to be nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. It'll be fun. Well, what are you doing like this weekend? Uh, this, oh, this weekend I have a lot going on, actually. I have a birthday party on Friday for Kim Hill. She's going to turn 50, a friend of ours. And she's also part of the chamber that we're a member of. And what am I doing? Oh, Saturday, I have a friend, some friends coming over for dinner. And Sunday, I'm going to see Alan Turner and the Steel Horse Band. They're going to be up at Past Tense in Lapeer, and then um, they're all coming to the pizzeria after, so we're having a big party after. Oh, fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. What'd you do last weekend? Anything exciting last weekend? No. Actually, it was, I think, the first weekend that we actually sat home and did nothing. It was nice. It was the first time. I can't see you sitting doing nothing ever. Well, I mean, okay, yeah, it wasn't like we didn't. It, all the to-do lists were, you know, right. in circulation there. We're all passing them around to each other. But um, right. but we stayed home, so that was nice. But I do have to tell you what Olivia did. She <laughs> went skydiving. Olivia. She jumped out of a plane on Sunday. She did. Yeah. Actually, it was up 
somewhere in Ma- no, I don't think it was Mackinac. It was around that area, though. Wow. Yeah. She jumped out of the plane yeah. by herself, or was she hooked oh, to somebody? Oh, no, you have to be hooked oh. to somebody. You have to do it like three times, I think, before they let you do it by yourself. Really? Yeah, 10,000 feet. Wow. I know. Did you know she was going to do it? Yeah, she told me. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Were you scared? Oh, yeah. But, you know, all of us uh, lined up, and I asked for all her shoes in case something, <laughs> and Rocky asked for something else, and uh, wow. we didn't do that. Now, is this yeah. something she's been wanting to do for a long I time? I guess. I, I didn't realize it. I mean, it sort of caught me off guard when she did that, but um, she wants to do it again. I, and I, she just, she said she couldn't even describe the feeling. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that wild? I can't. It's nothing that I would ever no, want to do. No, same here. Same I mean, here. But... I do give people that, you know, I can imagine it must be pretty cool once you, you that know, your parachute opens and. Yeah. So how long did it, how long did it take to, to fall or to, you know, I don't, parachute I don't down? think it was that long. I know the first 5,000 feet, she said, was free falling. So, and then the parachute, it <clears throat> opens up or they open it up, whatever, you know, after they drop 5,000 feet. Wow. So. so it, does it take, I mean, any idea? Does I it don't take, think it. I don't think it was long at all. Like a minute, three, five. Uh, I don't. I don't really know. I would imagine like five, wow. ten minutes or something like that. I don't. How was it? Yeah. Did she talk about the landing? How the landing was? Uh, no, she just said she just said she couldn't describe it. It was such a great feeling. She wants to do it again. Now, would any of your other kids do that? Would Rocky? Oh yeah. Or, oh okay, yeah. Rocky wants to do it. I don't know about Jean Paul. I I didn't ask him about it, but Rocky definitely. Yeah. Jean Paul probably would too. I mean, he loves all that stuff. Would you do it? Hell no. Would John? No, and I definitely would not do it with John either because I was thinking about it. He would never open my parachute. It would be like, eh, cut it. Oh, wow. Um, I think he probably would have, you know, back in the day when he was younger, John would, but I don't it, think he would now. I find that interesting, you know, because don't you find that we get a little more fearful as we get older? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's just getting more realistic. That, oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. No, we're, Bad par- things we're, do we're happen. paranoid. Yeah. <laughs> You're downright paranoid. Yeah. Good thing your kids are. So what, I mean, is there something that's on your bucket list like that or? No. Mm-mm. Nothing. Not at all. No. Okay. What's on your bucket list? I don't I know have we've a bucket talked- list. I have a other list. Oh, like Obama's uh, list? Yeah. The uh-huh. F-it list? Yeah. The F-it list. <laughs> yeah. What's on your list there? <laughs> we're not going to go there right now. Uh, I, it's funny because I... um. I asked my kids recently what was on their bucket list, and um, their first response was, you know, something about winning a lottery. I'm like, that can't be on your bucket that's on list. Their bucket list, right? That's that is that's not something you can do. That's something right. you can hope for, and, right? And all of that. And of course, they were quick to say that they wouldn't want to win, win the big, you know, multi mega million dollar lottery. Mm. They just want to win, you know, like three yeah. million or something. But sure, yeah, right. Mm. That's okay. Yeah, I've kind of gotten away from the bucket list thing too. Oh, I know you didn't have one this summer. No, I'm trying to just focus on living and being in the moment yeah. and not yeah. planning or thinking about, you know? Right. So Okay, so what about uh, Vince Scully? He made his, or he called his last game. His last home game. His last home game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I and thought that's all he was calling anymore. No, I think he has, they said, I think he has like oh. three more games oh, or something right. like that. Oh, but, okay. So we interviewed Joe Davis. Yes, which, we did. Uh, when did we interview him? Oh, wow. gosh, it was a while ago. Back in the spring, I It would was say. when he first found out, right, that he could be the successor, but it wasn't... It wasn't long after that. And, but it wasn't um, a, a for sure thing at that point, right? Yes, it was. It was a yes, for sure thing? Yes, when we interviewed him, it was a for sure, for sure thing, Oh, yes. okay, I didn't yes. realize that, because I thought they had a few people... That they were considering. No, I no? think no. I think it was a for for sure thing. He was very excited about it. And wow, yeah. So it was before. It was earlier than spring because um, it was before baseball season started. But yeah, so wow. Can you imagine? No, what was it like? Sixty-seven years that uh, Scully had been calling yeah. the games for the Dodgers, and yeah. So to to say goodbye to all that. Oh, I know. Wonder how. Wonder what's on his bucket list. Wonder I don't what know. he's going to do now that he's retired. Oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Well, but and good for Joe. I still that oh, was one no of my favorite kidding. interviews, and yeah. I've seen some posts that he's put mm-hmm. on. You know, flying in the plane, and now his wife. Did she have the baby when we talked to him, or was she 
pregnant. She I can't was remember. Pregnant at the time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they. Yeah, because I you're think, really making my memory work right uh, now. You know, <laughs> well, sorry that I don't remember, but I, I, you know, the one thing I really do remember about him was just how kind he was, and um, and he sent us a handwritten thank you. Yeah, very, no. a very long, I mean, beautifully written, handwritten thank you note. Yeah, yeah. which and is here was, he is taking over the broadcasting for the L.A. Dodgers. We really should rerun his right? interview. We should. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can even get actually. Him back you on. know what? I did listen to part of it though, um, part of Vince Scully's uh, broadcasting, and he talked about Jose Fernandez, oh. the baseball player, the pitcher. Yeah. Um, it, it. What a sad story. I, you know, and I have to tell you. I mean, you know, I don't really follow sports, but John Paul does, and he was going on and on about him, and so I started researching him and and looking him up and. But he sounds like an amazing, well, he was an amazing person. I mean, he wasn't just a great baseball player, but it, it's no wonder. He had such a respect for his grandmother and his mother. Aww. And um, when I started researching him, the weird thing is, is, you know, he had attempted to um, leave Cuba like four times. The fourth time was the was the successful time. But three times prior to that, and he was only like, 12, 13, 14 years old. He was 15 when he actually, when it was a success, you mm-hmm. know, and he was coming over with his mom. But the first time um, it he got caught and they put him in jail. And it wasn't like a juvenile detention, you know, type of place. It was hardcore jail. He was in jail with all these adult murderers and everything else. And you know what he said in an interview, past interview, he said... Um, and it just kind of made me think about our show and everything, how he said that the only thing that he kept thinking of when he was in jail, and he was in jail for about a year. Now picture this, you know, 13-year-old kid. And he said that he just kept telling himself, as long as I don't die, I can try again. Can you imagine? Wow. That's a pretty profound thought for a 12, 13-year-old. No kidding. Well, and then I think of, you know, how... So many of us allow things like rejection letters or, you know, other things to hold us back from what we want to accomplish and achieve. And here this kid is saying, as long as I don't die, I can try again. Wow. And he did try again. Yes, he did. It is very sad. 24 years old. And so, yeah. Yeah. Well, should we talk about something more positive? I think we, yes. I think we Mm -hmm. need, need to move on to our... Favorite. Favorite. <laughs> Favorite. Our purpose for this show, really. Our purpose for... Not our banter, but to bring people on like our next guest. That's right. So where's our bell? Where is our bell? We can't find our wine That's right thing. in front of you, Denise. <laughs> not Denise. really in front of me. That's your bell right That's there. That's not in front of me. Right here. It's right? like an arm's length away. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> You're really out of it today, aren't you? No, not at all. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it is time for our favorite segment. It's What's the Wish, What's the Way, and What's in the Way. The segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented and gutsy individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. Our guest today has been playing guitar since she was seven years old and has been performing original music in and around Detroit for over 10 years. As a vocalist, McCoy's voice seamlessly moves between soft-spoken and soothing to raw and biting. Elise made a bold move to get noticed by Keith Nixon and Sarah Clayman of Dime, and her gutsy attitude paid off. Elise is head of recruitment and admissions at Detroit Institute of Music Education, where she uses her musical talents and knowledge and her BA from Wayne State University in Media Arts and Studies to help students at Dime realize their goals and dreams. Welcome to the Nooner Show. Welcome. Thank you. Well, you were here not too long ago. Um, a and we company, fell in love with you. Yes, then. Matt Sauter. Which how's yes. he doing, by the way? He's doing awesome, and we're actually going into the studio this weekend to yeah. record his EP. Right. So we'll have new music for you guys real soon. Oh, that's awesome. Um, okay, so let's talk first about that bold move because um, after uh, we had finished interviewing Matt, we started having conversation with you, and you were telling us how you got the job at Dime, which is Detroit Institute of Music Education. And um, that was a bold move, and it was such a great story. And we said, okay, you have to tell everybody how you did this. So 
<clears throat> take us there. Okay. Um, so I think that the story actually started from Kevin and Sarah on their first interview. Um, and they kind of made it sound like I just showed up in front of Dime, <laughs> like, like the rain was pouring and I was sad and scared and I knocked on the window and got a job. But um, it didn't actually happen entirely like that. I heard about what Kevin and Sarah were doing through um, a mutual friend and a guy that we both know named Martin came up to me after a show that I had played at the Trumbullplex in Detroit and said, you should really meet my friends, Kevin and Sarah from England, who are opening a music college in downtown Detroit. And I just thought, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I just couldn't even imagine that that would actually happen. But actually, he introduced us via email. And then they got they got back to me when they came to the pop-up shop back in March of 2014. And they emailed me on the day that they arrived and said, hey, Elise, we're here. If you want to meet us, just come by. So I did. Amazingly, I had the day off. I was full-time at Wayne State at the time. And I had I was working 30 hours a week at a recording studio, um, but it was, I think it was the first day of my spring break from college, so I just woke up with nothing to do, and I had this email, and I said, okay, I'll go check it out. I'll go meet these people. And um, so I showed up and knocked on the glass. I don't know if it was raining. But <laughs> That's okay. The rain sounds yeah, good. We, we yeah, can, I guess for, yeah, we can say it was raining. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I met with Kevin Sarah that day. Um, there was no furniture. There was nothing in the pop-up except for one table. And we sat around and got to know each other. Um, and I learned a lot about the vision that they had for Dime, um, providing access and opportunity for young musicians to kind of um, get a foot in the music industry early on. And I thought it was really great. And um, they asked me, I think they asked me to come back the next day to help them set up a PA system. And I said, sure, no problem. And then they asked me to come back the day after that to do something so else. So that was spring break for you then. Yeah, huh? right. Yeah. Spring break was not so much of a break. <laughs> I was, I was helping them set up the music college really before I was formally offered a job, but um, we just clicked and it was, it was a really great feeling to meet some like-minded people who wanted to do something awesome in Detroit. So were you looking for something else? I mean, your friend came up to you after a show. This yeah. is when you were part of a band, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, um, and you were going to school, but you were out performing and, yeah. and were you looking for something else or did like, what made him come I mean, to you and say, you need to meet them? I think that I've, I wasn't necessarily actively looking for something else at the time, but um, I've always got my ear to the ground on new stuff. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm really passionate about music and about kind of trying to do something ahead of the curve. So I think Martin kind of knew that about me. And um, and mostly I think he just thought, well, she's a pretty good guitar player. She should mm -hmm. probably meet them. <laughs> so oh. was, yeah. that's and, interesting. What is, you know, you say you weren't actively looking necessarily but i can't help but wonder what you were putting out there you know yeah i mean just hard work that's all it is mm. you know it's um yeah i feel like you need to, you need to have a certain amount of just drive to always want to do stuff and i could have ignored that email and sat so, home. which is my next question <laughs> yeah. do you think you must think back like what if you had ignored it i mean well i was gonna go out of town actually and that could have changed the course of right. history of my life so I'm so, happy I stayed in Detroit that week. So do you think that was a coincidence? Jackie and I talk all, you know, mm -hmm. on the way here we were talking about is it a coincidence or is it something bigger than that? Do you think it was a coincidence or do you think it was something bigger than that? I I don't think it was a coincidence at okay. all. I, you know, I don't Let's know if, you if Martin spot. hadn't have come up to me the first time I heard something about Dime, I would have showed up on my own anyway. So. Mm. What path did you were you going? I mean, you you were in a band for seven years, right? Mm -hmm. Which is a long time yeah. for a band to stay together, right? Um, and then you were going to school. So what what was the what game plan did you uh, were you going for? Like what what were you planning on doing? You know, I um, I just I, I wanted to just keep doing more of the same. I guess mm -hmm. I really I'm, I'm passionate about music. I'm passionate about the arts. I love uh, making videos and making media content and. Um, working with other people and collaborating and songwriting. And I just wanted to keep doing more of that and um, kind of see where that road took me. Um, I, it, it's kind of, it's beyond my wildest dreams that Dime showed up when it did. And I, I never would have imagined wow. something like that actually happening. Um, not only, I mean, not just for me, but for the city of Detroit and for right. all the kids that are now actively learning and attending the school. And you're right. We did have Keith and Sarah on the show and they did such a... 
I'm sorry, Kevin. But they did such a great job talking about what their vision for it was. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit more about that. You're head of admissions and recruitment, yes. correct? Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit more about that and your role in their vision. Sure. Um, so I guess Dime is a music institute and we do bachelor's degree programs in partnership with Metropolitan State University of Denver. Okay, and we have uh, BA programs for commercial music performance, commercial songwriting, and music industry studies. And I guess mm. the thing you can talk about all day is what makes Dime different from other music colleges. And it's really untraditional, okay, because the idea that you can go to school and kind of study any genre that you like, um, that the focus is just on contemporary popular music, but not necessarily focused one way or the other. It's not jazz or classical. Um, you know, it's pop, it's rock, it's soul, it's R&B, it's funk, it's anything that you want it to be. And I think the most important thing is providing the access and the opportunity to meet with and learn from music industry professionals and performers across that entire spectrum. Well right. said. And I, I, I think really what makes it different are Kevin and Sarah. I mean, their mindset. Oh, yeah. You know, just their <laughs> philosophy and everything else is so different. Than and their experience and what they bring exactly. to it. Exactly. Yeah. So you're, you know, you're called the liaison. Mm. I saw that word on the website and, you know, was curious about that, that, you know, and you're so much of your background is music. Mm-hmm. So. Talk about that a little bit, about your relationship with the students and and what you do for them. Sure. Um, So really, I guess my job kind of ends once – I mean, my job is to recruit and get students interested and enrolled onto the programs. But I do kind of stay close to the students after that. So um, a few of the things that I've done – recently is I worked with a few great people over at CCS and arranged for our students to have a mixer with their students because Mm -hmm. um, our students need artwork to accompany their music and CCS students students need music to accompany their videos and their animations. So we we met with the entertainment arts program at CCS and then we arranged for the students to all get together. Um, So so kind of setting up those kind of collaborative opportunities is something that I, I really enjoy doing. Um, and how, then, how do you recruit musicians? Like, how do you get people? To- well, it's it's actually that that part of it is kind of tough because the traditional way is to kind of go to all the college fairs and meet with um, mm-hmm. you know high school music programs, but a lot of the time you end up. You know, I, I meet with a lot of students at schools that where they've they've played the flute or the clarinet or oh, right. the baritone and. Um, and they've they've been doing that kind of classical or jazz thing for their entire, um, uh, you know, throughout their teen years. Mm-hmm. So um, so really, there's you know, there's far less students that would attend a college fair that were kind of like me in high school, where I I wasn't involved in any kind of traditional music program at my school, but I went home every day and played guitar, and you know, got a cassette four track recorder and started making music on my own, like as soon as I could figure out how it worked. So those are the kind of kids that that we try and look out for. And um, we reach them through a lot of kind of non-traditional ways. You know, we try and have a presence at shows and at music related events around Detroit Mm. and, um, you know, just try and spread the word and let people know that that we're here. And there's other options for you if you're looking to do music. Wow. That's really interesting. So you, you were never in choir or band or anything at no, school? No, I never did any of it. <laughs> and then and then when I went to um, – I, I started out at Wayne State as a music major, actually. Um, and I, I wound up switching my major later on, but um, I had to audition to get into the music program, and I had to read music, and I had never done it before. <laughs> so I, I studied and took lessons two or three times a week for uh, about a year and a half just – to get myself wow. acquainted with, um, you know, traditional That's reading amazing. music and right. yeah. Um, so, and then I, you know, I did pretty well with it. I thought it was great. And But you've, but I mean, it's, you know, I read again that you, you started playing when you were seven mm-hmm. playing the guitar. Yeah. So you've always loved music Yeah. in your blood, in your, oh, yeah. in your, anybody in your family. Yeah. My, my parents, um, my dad is a bass player. My okay. mom is a oh, singer cool. and they met in a band. Oh, my, really? My Grandpa's a guitar player. My oh, grandma was a oh, pianist wow. and jazz singer. Um, so it's deep. Oh yeah, in your blood. Yeah. Oh, so you okay. always knew. Yeah, I yeah, I definitely knew from a young age that I was going to do music, and I didn't care that it you know 
some of my family might say, oh, you know, maybe you should go to school for something right. else. Be a teacher. Be a teacher. Yeah. But, you know, if Be you a love, music teacher. But it's about right. doing what you love, right? And if, you know, don't let that kind of stuff stop you. Because right. it's just about um, working as hard as you can to make your own kind of dream come true. Right? Were your parents nervous because they knew that it's, it oh, yeah. can be a tough business? Yeah, definitely. My dad in particular. My mom su- supported me in anything I wanted to do. My dad always definitely supported me in music too, but I think he was he, – he kind of wanted me to go to school for something else other than music. So your, I tried that for a long plan, time. Right? Yeah, he wanted yeah. me to have a backup mm-hmm. plan. How does and, he feel now? Oh, I think he – think he's proud of me Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think he's he's happy with the decisions that i made and um with the education that i got and all that kind of stuff well and jackie and i were talking about that before we brought you in but you you have it seems like you've done so many right things you do have a backup plan you do have the the education and and like you said you've always kept your ear to the ground um it seems to me like, and being in the band and all of that. Let's talk a little bit about that, about being in the band. Yeah, sure. Because you did that for quite a long time. Yeah. What did, What do you bring to students now from that experience? Um, well, I guess it's kind of a, a lot of different things, really. Um, I think that one of the things that became really clear to me is that even when you get to a point in a music project where you have people around you that are helping you out and doing things with you that actually no one is going to love and care about the music that you do more than yourself. So you, you can never slow down. I mean, you just, you have, if you want it, it's something you have to go for and you got to do it quick and it's about momentum and, mm-hmm. um, you know, keeping it exciting and, and really, you know, it, it's not easy. <laughs> it's really right. not. It's fun. You know, it's fun to, to play music, to write songs, but to actually like put an album out, to plan a big show. I mean, it's, it's really hard work and it, you have to be focused and dedicated in a big way. Wow. And it, that's it, good advice. It seems like it's difficult with a band because you really have to get people that have that same goal mm-hmm. and, you know, are, are on that same mission, that same path. And, they have they can't get distracted. You know, there's yeah. so many distractions, especially you know after you graduate from high school. There's a lot of distractions with work and you know significant others and everything else that get in the way. And it's hard to find a group of people that all f- believe like you believe, mm-hmm. don't you think? Isn't that hard? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's why when I saw that your band was together seven years, I was pretty surprised because you know usually it's like the three year mm. itch. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, no, we're, you know, we were best friends and we still are in a lot of ways. So um, you have to love the people that you want to work with in that way because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's more than just a business relationship at that point. It's, it's like you're, I mean, first and foremost, you're making music together and you're sharing a bit of yourself. And so there has to be just a lot of love and respect for the people that you And are that's an with. intimate relationship <clears throat> when you're writing music with somebody. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. How did you know it was time to move on? Um, I just felt like I had, you know, I'd done MPV for most of my twenties and we kind of all just sat down and said, why don't we try to do some other things? You know, it it really, it's no bad blood and I love those guys and, you know, but it It seemed like, again, the, like it was a very amicable, sort of a loving thing to do. One of the things that I loved on your website that you had with the band, and I'm, I'm assuming this all came from all of you, but mm-hmm. and I'm just going to read it, but you had on there, branch out, play with bands you don't know, go see a show in which you know none of the bands playing, meet people, network, leave your judgment at home, and respect your peers. Mm. What a That's great, some uh, great wrote that. <laughs> advice. It yeah. was great advice. Mm-hmm. What a I way have to... a poster about how to be an artist, but that to me is like right. you could make a how we to should make a poster how to yeah. be a musician. I or know how <laughs> to be in a band or how to whatever. But yeah. I thought that was really or how to some... say goodbye, how to depart, yeah. how to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But the great branch advice. out and you know yeah. respect your peers and basically challenge yourself. Oh yeah. Um, so aside from recruiting and the administration, you are also a producer. Yes. And uh, so let's talk about that. What is a producer? Like, what do you do? What do, you do? Um, producing is, uh, I guess, you know, it kind of differs depending on, on what type of music you're doing and what project you're in. But in my case, what I'm doing is I'm kind of helping Matt in particular right now to organize a body of work, get musicians around it, um, 
provide suggestions for improvement and you just kind of work with the artist as kind of a, um, you know, a third party to help out um, w- getting the final product across. And really, I mean, what I'd like to do is to make a record with Matt that he loves. And sometimes when you're, especially when you're a new artist, it's hard to, it's hard to figure out how to exactly get that point across. Um, so the song that we did together that you guys played on the show, Skies of Gold, mm-hmm. was on the Dime Sessions album. Yeah. And um, we we did that song like we practiced on it like twice and I had some ideas and we just went into the studio and we worked so well together. Um, and he loved the outcome and it's, it's just a fan favorite on the album, I think. So, um, Kevin, you know, said he thought it would be good if I produced his EP. So I was really happy to have the opportunity and I love Matt. I love his music. Um, so I'm excited. Is, is that hard though to to wear the two different hats like that? Because on one hand you're a musician, so you have the creativity, um, but on the other hand you're also a business person, and you you know you're part of. I mean, it's a business. You mm-hmm. have to. It's got to be a really good EP. It can't right. just be something that Matt loves. It has right. to be something that's gonna that's gonna sell. How do you how do you balance that? Um, I just try not to think about it that way. I it, it's about creative expression and like you know, getting, getting the best possible representation you can of the song. And, um, Matt, frankly, like the stuff he does is so good that it would be, be really hard to go in this weekend and, and make it sound bad. So I'm just, uh, I bet we could do that. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it's just going to be great. And I don't, I don't look at it like, like that. I think that, you know, Kevin, Sarah, as the, um, the record label, you know, they'll, they'll make the decision on what, what single should go forward and mm-hmm. you know with Matt they'll talk about that kind of stuff and and I'm just there to kind of keep the wheels turning and make sure that it sounds great. So you're not really there to decide if you like the song. Like it's not about you liking the song. It's about is the song a good song? Like does it have a good beat? Are the lyrics good? Is the flow right? Right? Yeah. It's more that yeah, it's like it's like looking at the arrangement. Like, oh, maybe we should okay. make this verse a little bit longer. Maybe we should cut this part out. Maybe this section should have a solo. I mean, it's those kinds of things where, okay. um, where you're just offering suggestions and looking at all the different possibilities um, for a song with the artist. Because sometimes the artist can be too close to it to kind of see right. outside of the box of the way that the song was originally written. Right. Um, so it's certainly not like I want to change anything that he's done, but I just want to make sure that we work together to, to, to bring everything to life in a big way. Do you have a Sarah in your life? Like when you're the musician doing the song, mm. do you have somebody that looks at it like you look at Matt's? Does that make sense? Wait, no. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying? What's the question? <laughs> well, okay. So you're playing a not playing a role, but you're you're doing a service for Matt in helping him produce. Right. Like, like who's your producer? I guess is the easiest way to say it. Well, I I never really worked with a producer until Kev. So Kev has produced me on my okay. Our you know the EP that MPV put out. Okay. He produced. And that was an amazing learning experience. And then I've worked with him on several other projects in the studio um, with with him as producer. And I just kind of watched and learned. Okay. And um, and I think that Kev does a really amazing thing. And it's cool to, to watch. And now it's cool to try and do it myself. So. I think I'm still right. looking at it like you do wear so many hats. So I'm trying to picture yeah. when you take off that right hat, who puts on your hat <laughs> right so, yeah but i didn't mean to i didn't mean to make that sound crazier than it was but um <laughs> no, I think it, I it was crazy now. that was yeah, that, no. that did sound crazy i was just thinking what you were doing for matt like who you know who but, produces my stuff yeah 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 right or critiques that yeah. i think or yeah helps you well, because i think we all the... need that i think we yeah. do we need somebody that can be objective and mm-hmm. step back and and that's the great thing about about Dime really is it's this giant community of really amazing musicians. And so if I'm working on a song and I need a, a third or fourth opinion on it, you know, I've got tons of people around I can talk to about and ask that have lots of experience and good things to say. Yeah, it's, it's See, to me that all it's, that. It's, yeah. I can't imagine having to give that kind of advice though, because it's such a subjective um business mm. i mean you know what one person I, mean, I always think back of the beatles and when they were told that their sound wasn't going to go anywhere and i By mean Decca, had, Decca yeah, records and or had they it was. had they listened there wouldn't have 
been the Beatles. Well, and, and kind of what you were saying earlier is that you have to go with the momentum and, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you can't overthink things. Yeah. What do you, speaking of thinking, what do you think about the talent that you're seeing in Detroit? I mean, Detroit is amazing. It's like there are so many great musicians in Detroit. And but what's what's amazing to me is is seeing the younger generation of musicians now and the kind of, you know, they've been influenced by a whole new wave of music that, you know, did not influence me growing up. So so the type of songwriting and the type of performance and sound that comes out of the new generation is what I find to be the most exciting, really. What like you know elaborate yeah elaborate blah, blah, blah. um I don't know uh like I mean, who, who are because we're oh, I'm old <laughs> yeah. tell me what that younger group is, is well I mean up. electronic music has has really oh, right. I mean that's been a big thing for a long time but I think that a lot of our songwriters now um are are using programs like like Logic or Ableton to create tracks and um and and they're using a whole host of different sounds and things to kind of okay. get their, their mm-hmm. points across. And, um, and that part of it is really cool. And then also just kind of listening to lyrics and, and how, how, di- how different everybody is, um, unique, uh, just everybody's unique take on the world around them today, which, which is fun. Speaking <laughs> of lyrics, can we play her song yes. now? Yes. Because I am so intrigued by the lyrics in this song of yours that we're going to play. Okay. So we're going to listen to it, and then I want to talk about that. All right. All right? Mm -hmm. Okay. It's called Real Good Time. Real Good Time. I know the difference in a lemon and a lime. A lemon is a woman and a lime is a real good time. I know the difference in a killer.
That was awesome. Thank are, you. Are, were you are you on vocals? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Those are some interesting lyrics. Yeah, it's yeah. Did you write that? Well, yeah. I mean, this is the one song that we did on the EP that was actually co-written by Kevin. So oh. he actually, um, he and I kind of went back and forth, and we wrote a lot of the verse lyrics together. Love it. I mean, it, I, right, I, when yeah. I listened to it before now, that the the way you started, and then just. I was trying to imagine how you would come up with the difference between, you know. Like, yeah. So did you go back and forth with that? Like he'd say, oh. Yeah. I mean, we probably had like 25 different verses and we just kind of picked the best stuff. Wow. Stuff wow. that sounded the best. It's a real kind of gibberishy type of song in the verses, though. So it's not... It, it's an interesting one to try and analyze that one. I want to analyze it. <laughs> I know, I can see that coming. No, I'm, I'm telling you. I, what did you mean by the lime? Yeah, what's the lemon and the lime? <laughs> well, Were you thinking, you're thinking of margaritas. So much. No, yeah. I like like the whole, the machine thing. I mean. Yeah, I mean, that's the part that actually makes the most sense right. in the song. Um, and I think that the the chorus saying, I know the difference between you and the machine um, yeah. is... Basically saying the song is called Real Good Time. So it's it's kind of a song about like try and have, have a nice time and don't um, don't be like the machine. Does that make sense? I don't even know if it. Yeah. No. I mean, I had a lot of thoughts about it, actually. Yeah. So, no, I I the whole that some people are machine. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I did think that I would love to get inside the heads of whoever wrote this and figure out what right. they were trying well, to do. Well, she's right here. What the heck are you talking about? Um, and the shine is a real bad sign. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, shiny thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. No, there's there's definitely some depth. Right. De- right. Yeah. Okay, good. It wasn't just it's me. A, it's <laughs> such a cool song, though. I mean, it's so, uh, like, alternative. It, like I could hear it on 89X, that mm-hmm. type of a radio station. But yeah. it also reminded me of the band um, Garbage. Do you? Oh, yeah. If, like to me, that's the first thing I thought of. That's what I was looking up actually to okay. see. Are they still around? Because I used to love are that they? band. Yeah, they, well, they, yeah, they popped are. up. So mm-hmm. Oh. They came to yeah. Detroit recently actually. Oh, did they really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. That's kind of what I – that's the first thing no, I that's thought a great, of. That's a great comparison. Thank you. Really? Yeah, oh, good. Good. Yeah, I do too. But um, I have, I have, I think their very first CD back in the day. Yeah, no, it's it's but, a catchy song. Yeah, it was that influence. What, um, you know, what what's your favorite part of the process of of writing? Um, I think that it's that's a tough question, but I think that like when you when you get a melody to go over some chords, that really fits and you're and and be, and it starts to stick in your head the moment that you're writing it okay. it's kind of like you know when you're writing a song if it's going to be a good one um almost right away so the does the melody come to you first no no okay. it starts with it starts with chords for me okay most of the time i have to i have to hear something and then i have to write over top of it if that makes sense a little bit yeah i've and, heard different you know and i i think it is different for mm-hmm. every songwriter yeah I think Correct. So yeah, lots of people write top line first, and I do it the other way around. Interesting. Do you like co-writing with somebody, or would you like to get to the point where you write them all by yourself? Oh no, I've that, I've really written all by myself my entire life. Oh, actually, okay. this is this was one of the first times I'd ever co-written a song. Actually. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Did was it more difficult, less difficult? More, oh no, it was easy. I more mean, fun? Kev, Kev is just fun, and he's, does he write a lot? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Um, for every one good song that you write, how many bad ones do you write? Like, oh, what's the ratio? <laughs> it's like a million bad. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I really uh, my my problem, and I think I, hopefully I'm not alone in this, but I, my problem is finishing songs. So uh-huh. I have a lot of unfinished stuff sitting mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the hard drive of my computer, mm-hmm. um, and. That's my goal at the moment, actually, is to finish stuff. So I don't know, really, because sometimes sometimes you have to get a song through the finish line to actually be able to step back and say, OK, is this awesome? You know, right. How often do you go back and listen to the songs, you know, that are unfinished? Half unfinished? Um, lately, I've been doing it an awful lot because I'm trying to put together some some new stuff. Yeah. So and where that's are a good you idea. with that? Tell us what's going on. Yeah, right I have. Now. I mean, I have like. I have at least 10 or 15 songs that are at least close to being finished that I'm 
working on. I record at home. Um, so I'm going to get some musicians around it and do a new project probably in 2017. Oh, awesome. When you say a new project, what, like a new band or? Probably. I, I don't know if I'm, I don't think I'm going to start a new band. I think I'm just going to continue to write and do stuff on my own and then and then bring some really great musicians in around it and, and try and. Will you go out and perform or are you going to? Yeah, um, okay. definitely. Pro- probably not. Not super often mm-hmm. because it's um, it's just kind of a personal goal, I think, to release something. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's exciting. That's oh, not yeah. that far away. Yep. No. I set myself a goal of my birthday, March Which 6th. Is, all right. Are you so, a big goal? Do you set goals a lot? Yeah. I mean, you, you write them down or? Yeah, I do. Um, but actually, I want to do one of those. What are they called? Those dream board vision, board vision boards. Vision boards. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've been like, I've I've been really into that idea lately. Good. I just oh. need to get some like a glue stick. Yeah. and some magazines. Right, make it happen. And right. you know what? You can even get like the big cork boards. Mm-hmm. Oh right, and yeah. just tack things mm-hmm. up. That's so I don't, I don't, I, then you has. don't even need a glue stick. You don't right. need like, a glue stick. Here. Right. Okay, just, cool. and, mm-hmm. and then you can change. It's easier to change them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And move them around as you add new things. Mm-hmm. But just go get the big board, put it somewhere you see it. Right. And just. You know, stick yeah. them up there, right? right. Yep. So and I write down my every goals day. in a notebook, but I I like the idea of having it. Yeah, and having the and pictures space. there too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So aside from uh, working for Dime and then also producing, um, you're you also go on tour. I mean, you are Gene Irena Shudo's guitar player. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's where I first saw you. Actually, oh, was in Detroit. Yeah. Oh, Is I there anything you don't do? You. I know. Um. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like a not very good cook. I, oh. <laughs> that's okay. okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk about that. So um, now October 8th, you guys have a show, right? Yeah. Are you playing? Yeah. And this is going to be a really cool show, too, because it's Fifth and Main, who are all students at Dime. Oh. Matt, Adventures with Vultures. Okay. And Gina. And so it's it's like a big family thing. Okay. Really and that's October 8th. Yes. And where is that? The Loving Touch in where? Ferndale. Oh, in Ferndale? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's oh. right, isn't it? Did you guys? I think that, that is yeah, right. I'm yeah. pretty sure it is. Okay. okay. And what time does that start? Like, <laughs> Sounds um, like a massage place. <laughs> yeah, really. No, it's, a, it's a really cool venue. If you've not been there, oh, I haven't. It's, it's awesome. No. But it sounds cool. <laughs> um, I don't, I think probably eight o'clock would be a safe. I don't okay. write down the door time. Okay. But. And is she the only one that you tour with or um, is there anybody um, else? I'm not like touring out of town with this other band quite yet but i am in a band where i play bass and sing called bogart oh, and okay. we're releasing an ep in the beginning of november oh so you so, forgot to throw that yeah one that's in there. just that's another one What's i don't know calendar? if i told you now, are, they, are they part of dime or no, no. are they students um, from dime no or? actually um the lead singer in that band is uh, my cousin's husband and so okay. he and i lived together for a long time and we played music together just casually and then now it's just naturally come together with those guys it's really fun wow Mm -hmm. i'm going to ask you a very hypothetical question but if you had to give up oh all but one no just let's say just pretend (laughs) i no, i i I couldn't pick that nice well and also it's like saying if you had to give up one of your kids which one would you well not one of my kids but sometimes people ask me what you're asking her well no sometimes (laughs) people do ask me like if i had to give up like school visits or Uh conferences or Uh i was just curious yeah i always hate when people ask me that so thought i'd pass it on to you (laughs) misery loves company so right that's what we're all about here at the nooner show (laughs) well i think it's wonderful that you do have so many yeah um, things going on and mm-hmm. um it's every night a week though i mean it's just i, I work until six o'clock and then i usually have a rehearsal or matt and i are together working on stuff or but that's brilliant you know, you're just keeping your hands into everything which yeah. is the way to go you know yeah. especially if it's something you love mm-hmm. um so what's going on with dime anything new um anything coming up yeah you we've, talk got, about? we've got a ton on the schedule i wrote a list actually. oh good let's go so we can post so some of this okay. too. So detroit institute of music education for those of you that are just tuning in mm-hmm. um we're a music institute and coming up soon we've got short courses starting on the 12th of october in five different subjects um they're for kind of all skill levels you can come in and study either music business songwriting vocals beat making or keys and um those start again on october 12th it's like uh 7 to 9 p.m on that wednesday and then you meet at that same time uh for six weeks 
So it's a six-week course then, yep. and they mm-hmm. can sign up for any one of those. That's right, and we've got information about all of that stuff on our website, dime-detroit.com. Um, we also have just announced an open house on the 22nd of October. Okay, and what's the open house for? Open house is for anybody who's kind of interested to check out Dime, um, might be interested in coming to school there. So we'll, okay. have, we'll have some instructors in the building, and we'll have some students there as well, and maybe some performing and okay. all the information you need. And so they can do a Q&A and yeah, get tour a tour and mm-hmm. everything else? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and then just I think one more thing I wrote down is we have a back-to-school showcase this Friday um, with a few student bands that's happening in the evening in the underground space. And then during the day on Friday, if you're around, we're doing a master class on the Beach Boys. Um, oh, no kidding. Yeah. How cool. That sounds like fun. Yeah, so one of our um, – our actually, our MSU Denver – um, campus manager Anthony Lai is leading on this project, and he has got like ten vocalists, timpanis, big. Uh, like he's got a theremin down there. There's all kinds of crazy instruments. He's gonna have strings and horns. It's gonna be a huge ensemble type performance of classic Beach Boy songs. So when that is that again? Mean, that's this Friday um, from one to three p.m. One to three. And um, do people just show up or do they um, buy tickets? tickets It's free. It's free. Oh, it's free. Wow. Okay. And then the underground, just for people who don't know, Mm -hmm. is also located at Dime, right? Mm -hmm. And it's... It's our venue. Like a basement. Yep. I heard it's really cool. It is awesome. The pitch is amazing. Yep, and we we do now have an alcohol license. So at <gasps> after do? hours events, oh Jack, you'll show up now. <laughs> yep, I'm just not just let you know. There's some wine. Who's talking? <laughs> oh boy! So we're able to actually hey, the we fund. I know fund these things. <laughs> we That's have uh, so we do we do events kind of separate from the school down there, um, all the time concerts and now stuff. Now let me ask you this. Oh, okay. So if a band wants to put on a show, can they rent that? The underground or no? Yeah, they can contact us. We've got a, a f- separate Facebook page set up for the underground where you, a band can message and probably get booked. Oh, really? Yeah, we've got we've got a guy that does our our booking for down there. Oh, and wow. it's in downtown Detroit. It's on mm-hmm. Griswold, correct? Yep, right at the twelve sixty five. Twelve sixty five Griswold. That's right. That's right. That's the label. Yeah, the label mm-hmm. recording label. Mm-hmm. Good one, Jack. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Denise. Oh my God. Now you did bring another song. Let's talk about that a little bit that we're going to play to wrap up here in a short bit. Yeah. Um. So this song is Sally Bird. It's by a student. Um. His name's Anthony, but he goes by Ananias. That's his stage name. And I. This was another track that I got to produce for the Dime Sessions album last year, and it was so much fun. This is like a huge song. Where Matt's was, you know, low key acoustic mm-hmm. guitar. Um, this song has a lot going on, right? In it. So, um, so it was it was a big project, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was really. It's a cool song, yeah. but I couldn't define like what genre would you put that in? I don't know. Oh, okay, well, that's good. I, I thought maybe <laughs> I don't it was know. just it's, me. I wasn't sure, but it was. I mean, it's a really cool song. So, do you see yourself getting more into producing? Yeah, that, I do. I do. I love it. That, it's something I really enjoy. Um, and it's just fun to collaborate and work with other musicians. Wow. What advice do you have? I mean, you know a lot now. <laughs> oh, oh God. I know you're still learning, but you, you've, you, you've had a lot of experience for yeah, your I, I, age, I would say. Mm. What, what, what's your, what's your life, um, philosophy and, and, and advice for others? Oh wow! A life philosophy. You're ask- we have five minutes. You're asking her well, for her life philosophy. Well, look what she has on her website. That was pretty <laughs> amazing. So yeah, um, I, I'll just say since we don't have a lot of time, we I'll, have plenty. Go ahead. We got one. <laughs> there's a quote from one of our instructors at Dime that I really love. Uh, Eric Gaston. He goes by Rain Man. He's our head of drums, and he often says, "Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard." And oh wow! So he said I that like once, that. and that really stuck with me. It's my favorite thing to say. Love it. See, Anybody I knew that's something like, oh, to say. Yeah. Just said say that it again. again. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Thank you, Rain Man. Wow. I've, that's really good. That's, that's wonderful. So we are going to wrap up. We right? are going to wrap up. Um, we did have our sip on this for you, and it was, but um, Denise, my 
partner here failed to bring the opener. And I am, she, I'm bummed. I, mean, I know. Well, well we're so just going to give you the whole bottle. The bottle. So you oh. get the whole bottle. So well, don't be mind. bummed. It's, no. it's working out for you. We're the ones. We're, we're bummed here. Stop at a drugstore <laughs> and pick, a, pick anyway, up a wine cork. Anyway, so. I mean, not, not uh, a wine cork. Go. We, you know what I'm we have a bottle of Pinot Grigio and it's 14 hands because we think you have your hands into so many different things. We counted at least 14 things. So. Okay. So this is for you. Thank and, you. And uh, good luck with everything. And um, I'm, I'm planning on being there on the 8th. So I really want to come out on the 8th. Okay. Uh, are we going to do the fortune cookie thing? Though? Yes, we are going to do that too. Okay. And I was just getting excited. Oh, you were? Song. Oh, yeah. we haven't done it in a while. So I know. Uh, we, right. We're going to close with the song that you helped produce. And so check out Dime, Detroit Institute of Music Education. You can go to their website, find out about these short classes that are short courses that are coming up, but everything else, anything else you want to know about Dime. Uh, and then we're going to look forward to your EP that's going to come out hopefully by March. Oh, yeah. Right? By yep. your birthday. We'll have to have I will you send back. It to you guys. All right. Well, awesome. And is there anything else you want to leave people with? Um. Uh, I think we've covered quite a bit. Okay. I can't think of anything. I know. You were So it very... sounds like you, you wear several different hats with Dime, but it sounds like the one thing that you probably do really well with the students is really um, keep them motivated and let them know just keep working hard. Yeah, that's that's the important thing. All right. So let's right. see what your toss fortune your says. Let's toss the cookies. And you know how it works. You can't. No, no, no. That's not yours. Because oh. the, the prongs have to face you. Okay. So this one's mine. So this one's gotta be for me then. Okay. I thought it was the one closest. Oh, Sally no, Bird. No, no. Where did he come up with that name? I mean Sally Bird. Sally Bird. I I'm not sure. No. Okay, so we are gonna close the Intrigued. show. Intriguing. We're title. gonna let's go through and read our, our cookies. Was we have a minute here. And go ahead, Denise. A lifetime of happiness lies ahead of you. Is that it? That's all mine says. That's pretty good. Anywhere. A yeah. lifetime of happiness lies ahead of you. Well, how do we finish these? We haven't done Oh, them. in bed. <laughs> That's what I thought. All right, go ahead, Elise. Uh, good luck bestows upon you. You will get what your heart desires in bed. Wow. <laughs> I would have left off the in bed yeah. in that one. Yeah, I know, exactly. I couldn't help it. Oh, that's a good one. Now, you should put that on your vision board. I will. Yeah, put there the you date go. on there. That's what I do when they're really good. I put the date on the back. <laughs> when they're yeah. really bad, she throws them I away. Throw, I burn them when they're bad. Okay, go ahead, Jess. Smart. Mm -hmm. uh, mine says your future will be happy and productive in bed. <laughs> wow. Okay. Mine says you will hear pleasant news in bed. Bye-bye. All right. Wow. Well, thank you, Elise McCoy thank from you. Dime Detroit Institute of Music Education. And uh, October 8th, there's a show in Ferndale. Mm -hmm. What's the name of the venue again? It's called The Loving Touch. Loving Touch. So, um, And that's with... Um, Quite a few of the dime people, including mm -hmm. Gina Irina Shuto, who's phenomenal. Yes. Um, Lots of talent going on around there, that's for sure. Okay. All right. We have our. Andy. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we but, have but, our but, but. favorite quote, our favorite quote, something we try to live by. Remember, sometimes the only, your, your only available transportation is a leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap. And happy hump day. Yeah, everybody watch your words. Here come Miss Sally Bird. Probably coming with what she heard. She be getting on my nerves, cuz she always trying to dig for dirt. Always trying to put it on alert. Always trying to bring you down to earth. But in the end, she only brings down your words like how she always got the latest news. But she always gotta give a point of view. Really ever really tell the truth. And I'm trying to run game on you. She give you just enough information for you to get back nothing that broke to hang you up. Cause when it comes to Miss Sally Bird, baby, everybody's gonna know your name. What's the word, Sally Bird? What's the D, what you heard? What's the word, Sally Bird? What's the D, what you heard? What's your word, Sally Bird? Or you're gonna burn. What's your word, Sally Bird? Or you're gonna burn. There she goes again, gossiping and laughing, talking to her friends. With her gums just smacking like, I know you heard about Miss Pope. I know you heard about her daughter being a... 16 and a girl thinks she grown But you know that will be happening up in my home She got no rhyme or reason Knows no right or wrong Minding others' business Cause she don't have her own When it comes to Sally Gossip's in her bones One day on Miss Sally, y'all Gonna die alone What's the word, Sally Bird? What's the D, what you heard?
myself I will work and take a life of its own oh, It may seem to some that the light of gossip is fine oh, But once spoken, the damage is is a previously recorded episode